0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Clark Talks, the Columbians podcast where we bring you the stories and views behind the news. I'm Damian Pisanti.
1: And I'm Katie Gillespie. So we've got a good show today. We are sitting down with Patty Hastings. Once again, she's going to be giving us um, a little taste of a story that she's got coming out this Sunday about the one year anniversary of the Lincoln Place housing complex. Uh, We've done quite a bit of reporting on that in the past. The cliff notes on it is that it's a housing first model for the chronically homeless. So the idea is that you provide somebody a roof over the head without requiring them to fix whatever mental health problems that they have without requiring them to become clean and sober because the idea is if you are in a home it's going to be easier to achieve those things
0: get them indoors and then fix them up yeah so the way that i would recommend you guys think about this conversation is uh it's sort of a preview of coming events we didn't want to steal the thunder out of uh patty's upcoming story that's going to come out on sunday but we wanted to give you um an opportunity to sort of get more of a bigger picture view of what's going on here and what the intentions behind the Lincoln Place are. And as we we mentioned later on in this segment, uh, we're also going to later on this week include a couple lengthier interviews that Patty did with some of the organizations connected to making Lincoln Place happen. So if you have any interest in housing issues or homelessness, man, this is a this is the show for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then the follow up material that we'll, we'll we'll release after this podcast um, as well. So and yeah. of course, it's a it's a high interest issue for for many
0: people. So absolutely. So then what are we doing next? Then we are sitting down with
1: Kyle Greenwood and Jennifer Shroy, who work in the Sprout slash advertising departments of the Columbian. Mm. They're kind of people of many hats. Um, and they're going to talk to us about best of Clark County. Yep. Um, and which, if you haven't seen a banner, a best of Clark County banner. one
0: I don't think you've ever walked around Clark County. Or
1: you're going matter. to the worst of Clark County. Yeah.
0: So. If, or you have terrible taste <laughs> in businesses that you frequent. So... Um, um, yeah, if you guys didn't know, this is this comes every year where you, the good public, the good citizens of Clark County, get to vote on what you think are the best of the best of the best among the businesses that you frequent. And um, this was a pretty interesting conversation for me because, I'm not sure how aware you guys are of how newspapers work. But we in the, <laughs> the news... inner
1: workings of the, of the <laughs> yeah, building. <laughs> exactly.
0: But uh, newsrooms are totally in their own bubble. Uh, we as like the reporters, we hardly talk to anyone that is not an editor or a copy editor or something like that. So this was actually my first time talking with anybody from the ads department or even like the Sprout side of things.
1: Yeah, Jennifer is somebody that I've like awkwardly in that very Pacific Northwest way made eye contact with in the hallway and then like kind of smiled and both looked away yeah. for two years. And I have de- I had no idea what her name was, who she was, what she did here. So yeah. it's kind of a good <laughs> get to know your colleagues sort of t- yeah, conversation this, for us. This
0: was a chance to actually put a name to a face that I've been walking past for the, more than the last year.
1: Yeah. Just to be just to be clear, the best of Clark County, the newsroom has nothing to do with that. We nominate businesses and vote for businesses in exactly the same way that anybody else does. So, the only thing that's different about the way we participate is I don't think we're eligible to get the free iPad mini that you can uh, potentially win. No, definitely
0: not. I. Uh, maybe this is weird, maybe this isn't, but I don't even participate. I don't read our opinion page, and I don't participate in Best of Clark County. Oh,
1: I love Best of Clark County. Do you? Yeah, I vote. I don't vote for all 150-something categories or whatever it is, but I mm-hmm. vote for a good point. You know, I'm not going to vote for realtor. I'm a renter. I don't know what who the best realtor in totally. Clark County is. But the food section and the events section, like, I'm on that.
0: And I rely on people like you for good suggestions. Yep. Because, damn, they're helpful. Yep. And finally, as per the usual, we are going to talk about the weekend and all the hip happening things that are going on in Clark County and the surrounding area with Miss Ashley Swanson.
1: Yep. That is the show.
0: And then that's a wrap. So stay tuned. We're going to come at you in just a hot minute with a good conversation with Patty Hastings. All right. Now we are sitting down with Patty Hastings, the Columbian's social services ...religion and... ...demographics. ...demographics. Demographics. You have the longest (laughs) title of any of us here, I think...
1: I agree. Yeah, but arguably like the coolest B,
0: so the coolest, most interesting human stories B, so. I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying it's a lot of words to fit into one business card. So um, I'm really glad you came in because this Sunday, is that right? This coming Sunday? Yes, this Sunday. This coming Sunday, you have a really interesting story coming up that's sort of a look back on the first year of Lincoln Place. Is that right?
2: Yeah, Lincoln Place is uh, Clark County's first housing first complex or wet housing complex.
0: Before we dive too deep, maybe you can tell people what is a housing first and what is a wet housing complex? How is that different than a lot of the traditional homeless or housing shelters that we're familiar with?
2: So how this works is people can live at Lincoln Place without having to um, sober up or deal with their mental health issues. They can just come as they are get housing and then if they're willing deal with those issues later
1: now this was kind of a this has been kind of a controversial model in some ways right or is this becoming a more accepted way to provide housing to people who need
2: it Uh, i think it depends on who you talk to oh Uh, like the u.s department of housing and urban development uh likes it and it's been used um in other cities since maybe like the 1990s
1: oh so this is not a new concept necessarily it's, but it's new
2: for here for vancouver okay. yeah we've had um scattered site housing first uh, program for a few years so that means there are housing first sites at just random uh, private apartment complexes around the community but this is the first apartment complex that's all housing first.
0: So the idea with a housing first facility, and correct me if I'm wrong or clarify wherever you have to, but as I understand it, the idea with a housing first um, facility is that you meet people where they're at, and if you can provide them stable housing, they're much more likely. Their odds of success and getting back on their feet and becoming normal or functional members of society are g- dramatically increased rather than requiring them to be sober and um, uh, have their mental health issues addressed before they move into a place. Is that right? Right, right. And um, so, yeah, and as you just said, as far as I understand it, this is not a new model. And given that there's this idea that it is more successful if you meet people where they're at. Is that that the case here in Vancouver? Are we seeing the the results that are so fabled with these types of housing in other cities?
2: I think so. Um, There isn't yet, like, I mean, they haven't done a study yet to really see what the results of Lincoln Place has been so far. You know, there's no dollar amount attached to this place in terms of savings yet. Uh, So I think that's something they're going to hopefully provide us down the road. Because this has 30 units, correct? Right. And
1: 29 of them are filled right now?
2: Right. So that means, um, so there's 29 units that are filled right now. Someone's waiting to get housed there. 11 people have lived there for a year, so they just celebrated their one-year anniversary of being there. But six people, it didn't work for them, and they moved out. Oh, wow. Did they talk about why it didn't work for those individuals at all? Um, one person left kind of on their own, you know, they're feeling really anxious about being there and just decided to leave. Um, one person was formally evicted and uh, the rest of them were asked to leave based on behavior issues.
1: Hmm, okay. Um, w- have you... W- talk a little bit about the profile of a person that might be in this, in this type of housing. What are they looking for and how do they get into this type of housing?
2: Uh, so... SHARE, the nonprofit that is operating uh, Lincoln Place, for three, it took them three years, they um, conducted all of these assessments called uh, vulnerability assessment tools. And so they gave a score to each person that took this, um, this test, and it determined how vulnerable people are when they're outside. Um, so the only the most vulnerable people are at Lincoln Place. I like think they're supposed to have a score of 26 or higher or something like that. Um, so they found those people who were the most vulnerable found them outside invited them to Lincoln place and then slowly started moving them them in
1: And I guess what's the what's the definition of vulnerable then is that is that mental health is that drug or alcohol
2: abuse is that some combination um, um, like what gets somebody a score of 26? It's all of the above I mean someone who's just not successful at, at being outside and is, Maybe we're vulnerable to being taken advantage of by other homeless people who are a little more capable of living outside on their own.
0: So when people go to Lincoln Place, is there any type of assistance for them in the form of like helping them get counseling to either kick their habits, whatever they may be, or getting the types of prescriptions or medications they might need? Are there any of those types of resources or is this simply a roof over their head?
2: Uh, no, there's, there's resources available. Um, Community Services Northwest uh, works there and provides mental health counseling and substance abuse treatment, um, and then there are case managers and um, just a, a group of people just trying to help them out and connect them with services. And most of the people who live there do have income, so they've been able to connect to, you know, um, what do you call it? like social security income.
0: Oh, or maybe they have food stamps or something we like have food that. food stamps
2: or whatever. So they do have some income, gotcha. a lot of them.
0: I don't want to ask you to give your story away because I really want people to read it, but um, what were some of the things that you uncovered in your reporting?
2: Um, some of the things I uncovered in my reporting, I know they really want to improve communication with um, with clients there. And they want to get a behavioral health specialist. So there are kind of some things they're, they're looking forward to, to making it better. They did have to make some um, changes to the building, which kind of surprised me, you know, after the fact. Because things just weren't working out the way they, they were. When
0: you say changes, what do you mean?
2: Uh, for instance, uh, when it was first built, all of the doors had key fobs. And that didn't really work for the, the tenants who were living there. So they changed the door locks back to traditional keys. Mm. Um, and they also added a intercom system so that um, tenants could could reach people who work there quickly and, you know, let them know if they're having a crisis.
0: Interesting. So I imagine that it sounds like if you scored high enough or maybe I should say low enough, I'm not sure which the right one would be in this case, but if you, if you scored to the point where you qualify to be in a facility, like in housing like this, um, Man, I imagine that even getting housing, as much of a blessing that is, it has to be a very dramatic change from the situation they were living in before. I mean, these guys were homeless, right?
2: Right, right. So becoming housed and dealing with all that and all the responsibilities that come with, you know, being in your own house, it's kind of a crisis all on its own.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People don't handle change well, especially, I think, people that, you know, their mental capacity is beleaguered by something in one form or another.
1: Right. the tenants who live here so do they pay rent do they pay utilities is this a free like what is the what's the Uh,
2: they pay one third of their income towards rent and if their income is zero they don't pay anything Um, but you said a lot of these people have SSI or whatever some maybe disability right disability income you know which would be a, would be small monthly income, but it would be it would be something
0: in your reporting with these people. Cause you talked to what six or seven people that were all working just to make this uh, make Lincoln Place happen, right? Like
2: right. There's a bunch of different agencies involved in Lincoln Place. If how, you think about it.
0: <laughs> how many are there? How many are we talking about?
2: Well, so it's owned by Vancouver Housing Authority. They own the property. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the building built mm-hmm. it's managed by key property services mm-hmm. and then share provides case management and has a presence there 24 mm-hmm. uh, 7 and then community services northwest is there doing the mental health mm-hmm. um, services and substance abuse treatment and then sometimes they have nursing students who are also there to do some um, medical care
0: man that is a big investment so with all of the groups that are working on this and all the people that you talk to from these groups uh do they feel like this is working
2: yeah they 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 think it's working i mean it's it's a type of program where it's baby steps and it's not always linear progress you know because people have good days and bad days um one of the people i interviewed uh said that a lot of people had a honeymoon phase where they were doing really well when they first got in and then kind of you know their issues came up again and maybe they had another bad day but then they had a good day so Mm -hmm. it's it's progress but it's not linear progress
0: well i think anybody that's known anyone that's had addiction problems knows that there is like relapse has to be built in the into the detox system i mean it's just that's part of it
1: well and certainly mental health problems as well you know some days are better than others regardless of what your mental health challenges might be um did you get to talk to any of the tenants who are living there or did you strictly talk to the the people managing involved on that side of things
2: uh i'm talking to a tenant tomorrow okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I did talk to an ex-tenant um i talked to a guy who was uh, evicted from lincoln place
1: oh wow and w- w- any takeaways from that conversation that
2: it was a struggle for him you know to be there and kind of deal with everything and um he's currently in jail he's at the clackamas county jail and he's he's pretty much been in jail since he he left wow he's just kind of bounced around from different jails and hospitals and he's been homeless so um so so it's been tough for him wow did you go out to clackamas county or did you just talk to him by phone I talked to him by phone.
0: So how many weeks did you spend working on this? Because these Sunday stories are, they are big projects that we do. And yours is what? 60, 70 inches?
2: Uh, yeah, it's pretty long.
0: Uh-huh. So, <laughs> It's in the
2: process of being edited, so it needs to be shortened a bit.
0: <laughs> how many weeks did you spend on this?
2: Uh, a couple of weeks.
0: I'm, I'm curious, if do you, is there something you take away? Some thoughts that you have, you know, wrapping up with this?
2: I would say that it seems like our community as it grows needs a bunch of different types of housing um, so this is one type and it works for some people but not all people so it's kind of you know my takeaway is well what's next you know what's, what's the next type of housing that might catch those people um, who, who didn't work out Mm -hmm. you know, the six people who left Lincoln Place. Although a couple of them might return later.
0: Mm -hmm. As you say that, I was thinking about what are the people who scored just well enough to not qualify to be in Lincoln Place, you know? Because, I mean, when I was... Yeah, when I was returning from the Port Commission today, I took one of the side streets um, down along the train tracks, and there on the boulevard between the sidewalk and the street were just row after row of tents. And, you know... Like where do those guys go?
2: Right, right. If you if you look out of the, the south facing windows at Lincoln Place, you can see that there's still a huge problem with homelessness and chronic homelessness
1: so your story is coming out it will be in sunday's edition of the columbian so definitely check that out at colombian.com or pick up a paper if you check it out online we're actually going to do um, a little bit of an extra uh, to this episode we're going to play we're going to provide uh, a link to some of patty's interviews with some of her sources uh, that she spoke to for this story and i was um, listening and doing a little bit of ed- editing today and there were some pretty uh, pretty good conversations so definitely Take a peek at that this weekend.
0: Yeah, kind of like what we've done um, once or twice here in the past in the podcast. When we've had a podcast extra, we're going to post her her interviews with some of these other sources in a similar format, and we'll even make sure that it uh, goes along with her story online. So if you guys want to find out more about Lincoln Place and the people that are making it happen, Stay tuned. Thanks for coming on.
1: All right. So we are sitting down with Kyle Greenwood, who is the content producer for Sprout, as well as Jennifer Shroy, the advertising project coordinator uh, for Sprout and the Columbian. And they're going to talk to us today a little bit about best of Clark County and the the like you said when we before we went, the juggernaut that it is here in in the community. So thanks for coming on, guys. No problem. Yeah,
3: nice to be here.
0: <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, anybody that has never seen or read The Columbian has no idea what the best of Clark County is. How would you describe it to them? Who wants to take a stab oh at that?
4: Gosh. I'll take I'll take a stab yeah, at I this. It. Uh, basically, it started out. I mean, it is an advertising department uh, product, it's a special section. We used to have Live Well, Focus 50. This is kind of along along those lines. Um, but were those special sections concentrated on a certain aspect of Clark County, Focus 50, Live Well, this was kind of a catch-all uh, of everybody in Clark County. Any kind of you know restaurants, um, financial institutions, uh, car dealerships, and it was a way for uh people to get their name in the columbian i guess uh in a way for the advertising department to sell some advertising and um, everybody loves best stuff you know lists everyone loves voting for stuff i think uh i did some research when i first started doing it and it looks like they, we had something in 1999 about it and then it kind of went away and it re came back up in 2008 and then uh, i kind of took took it over in 2010 and it's kind of steadily grown since then. People mm-hmm. are getting more and more into it. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with social media. Yeah, Facebook, definitely. Twitter.
3: Yeah, um, I would definitely say that, you know, everyone loves a good list and they always want to know, like, where should I eat? Where should I do whatever? I mean, why else is Yelp so big or any of the, those sort of products? So um, this definitely kind of caters to that mentality, just a little bit more local with a little bit more input from local Humans, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot larger, especially since we've um, introduced our social media kit, which is online now, um, so that way, you know, business owners or people who want to be nominated can utilize it.
0: It's like the Oscars of Clark County for the businesses.
1: I mean, yeah, you could call it that, I guess you could say.
5: I'm going to call it
0: that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because these businesses, I mean, there's kind of a campaign lead-up, right? as people are trying to get nominated oh, yeah. and and talk about that a little bit and what that looks like.
4: I mean, these last couple of years have been way far and away higher than they were in the previous years. <laughs> I I, well, I just did some uh, a little bit of research here, and uh, in 2014 we had 92 categories and we had about 20,000 total votes. Um, you know, you could account for 10 of those votes. You could account for five of those votes. So it's not different voters. Last year, we had over 322,000 votes. Wow. And I think people start kind of realizing that this is kind of a big deal. And I'm sure as you've gone around to different businesses in Clark County, they may hold a little placard up, you know, hey, we won this in 2015. Columbia Credit Union, on all their ATMs that I've seen, have the little badge there that they've won it. And I can't think of any other reason why it exploded outside of people also tying in Facebook or Twitter to their businesses.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say the votes expanding that much has to do with social media and I think it also has to do with everyone wants that bragging right. You know what I mean? Like, everyone wants to say we're the best manicure salon yeah. in Clark County I like that sticker on yeah, the every, yeah, like having that ability to say those things um, I think is really motivated especially the businesses to promote because you know we can only reach so many people ourselves but especially with social media and the inclusion of that element to this and just businesses becoming really passionate about winning it um, I think You know, that face to face interaction and that discussion with customers about like, hey, if you love our service, you know, vote for us. That's I think that's probably had the biggest impact probably on increasing votes in that way.
0: I can definitely tell it's best of Clark County season because um, one of the local businesses that I follow on their Facebook page has just been like championing like, hey, vote for us, vote for us. We've been best six years in a row. Help us make it seven. So (laughs) it
4: obviously like means something to them. Getting emails from them. I just got an email from my insurance guy. Say, hey, come to come and vote for us for us Clark County. So I think that everyone's starting to kind of get tuned in um, to how they can get the word out, rather than having a placard or something up their their front desk or on the table.
0: I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, right? How many categories did How many categories are we at? How many am I seeing there now? One hundred twenty something. What is that? One hundred forty-two.
4: We're at one hundred fifty-seven categories. Oh my God! The woodwork is where they come out of, and
0: we yeah. this started with fifty-seven.
4: In 2008, we had 36 categories.
0: From 36 to 100, and what did you say? 157. Good lord! Yeah. Now, has there been a 120 some different kinds of businesses created in Clark County in the last X number of years, or how, how? How does? Tell me about this expansion of classes.
4: Well, you can kind of see there are some businesses that can that can apply. To Ten different categories. So let's say you had in shopping, you know, best place to go buy clothes, and then there's also a category best thrift shop to go buy clothes. So are those two different categories? They are for us, but in general, they may not be. Um,
3: and another really good example is restaurants. You see a lot of restaurants that they've, you know, qualify for pub. They qualify for Family Value. They qualify for, I don't know. Um, Burger, you know what I mean. They can hit so many different categories, like night um, out or whatever. Yeah, guys, guys' night, night, night out. out. Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: There were 34 restaurant categories last year. Just going along with more people knowing about it, more people start to wonder, well, why, why aren't, why isn't my business in there? You know, there's no place I, you know, I pull nails for a living. Where's the best nail puller? <laughs> and they'll, and they'll call us and. Uh, I'm not in that category there's no category for that so we'll get a lot of suggestions we throw it on the pile and say well well we'll discuss it and
0: is there a committee a uh, Best of Clark Gat- best of Clark County <laughs> Categories Committee for yeah, the gavel. At <laughs> uh, go ahead.
3: There's uh, a couple other people, but yeah, it's Kyle, myself, and every year we'll go through um, all the categories that are suggested, assess whether or not, you know, is this like one person providing this service through all of Clark County because then it's not really fair to add a category that the one person can
0: automatically win. Right, um, right. What does it take to get nominated? Well, that's a very good question that we get quite Let's- frequently. Yeah, so it's let's very say good to discuss a, it. Let's say I'm a new nail puller in Clark County, <laughs> and I'm looking to get my name on the map. <laughs>
1: well, well, you're also a nail puller who has sushi and family value oh, at yes. your, so so you're looking to get nominated. So.
0: Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does
3: it all. Well, uh, so the way we have it laid out currently is we've got a nominations period, which is what you're asking about, and then we've got our voting period. And um, what people who want to be involved in this need to do if they already have a category involved. If they don't see a category first they have to come talk to us see if we'll add the category for them. And then in you know the beginning of 2018 for this example they would want to start keeping an eye out to see when we're going to actually have the contest. Um, so it kind of changes a little bit from year to year um, and we try to nail it down by the beginning of the year um, as to when we'll be having it but what we'll do is we'll kind of start to throw out some ads online saying like hey just a heads up this is happening soon and that's kind of the cue for people to start like really looking into how am I going to get nominated what businesses then do is either they're really really well known they're going to get nominated no matter what, even without trying, but that's not most people. Um, So what we really suggest is going to your customers and asking and there's a one to two week nomination period where people actually go online have to write in your name and then we have to filter through all of those submissions to find out the top five I'm mean, say you know your nail puller you just started but you really want to get in on this and you're like I don't really know how to reach people we've got resources for you so we've already got like pre-created um, Facebook posts that you can do some pre-created tweets um, some like banners for Facebook and other like multi-purpose images that you can use to really push yourself on social media.
0: Cool. So in journalism, these we have like the SBJs. That's the thing. I'm sure you guys are aware of this. Every reporter looks forward to getting an SBJ. But another thing that happens right after SBJ season ends is everybody complains about the categories and says then they all get ringed. <laughs> yeah they get it really worked up and say we're gonna we're gonna write to the SBJ committee this year and tell them that they need to adjust things. Do you guys run into Stuff like that with these votes. Do you ever hear back from businesses that are like, "Oh, this is unfair! I can't believe everybody says that they voted for me."
4: Oh, well, I I got two different questions out of that. The mic. Okay, sorry. Uh, at first, I thought did people complain ever complain about the categories themselves? And boy, is it last year or two years ago we put cannabis up there. And yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And it, but, you know, why not? We it, have Best Box. It, it makes sense. There's tons of them around. Well, right. And it's a new thing, and people are talking about it. And so, as far as categories go, that seems to be the only one yeah. that anyone really complained about. So, they
0: complained because, like, it was a moral issue? They didn't want cannabis being mentioned? Right. Or they,
4: what is this? We sh- it shouldn't be on here this at should, all.
0: This
3: should still be illegal, stuff like that. Um, people telling us their opinions, which is fair,
1: but we're going to have the category there because... People it's care a, about that. It's a business. You know I mean? Yeah. And
4: yeah.
1: yeah. But, um, but nobody who says, why was I included in this category or whatever? Why was I?
4: Well, they, they often wonder about why they weren't um, in a category or they, they were afraid that they got shoehorned into a category that they don't really do because the category that they really do wasn't included. Uh, and that's when we get, that's why we're up to 157 categories now to try to get everybody uh, involved that we can. I can't remember a ton of times where people have complained about categories or why wasn't included uh, i mean you can only be included if enough people nominate you mm-hmm. uh, we don't it's not like we have a grudge against all these nail pullers out here it's yeah just nobody knows them and so we're actually supported by big screw brother. right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big screw is out to get us little uh, yeah. us little nail puller guys really yeah right <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are the categories that people most frequently vote in? Food.
3: Yeah. The whole food category is pretty pretty hefty with the number of votes. Um I think probably because everybody eats, whereas yeah. not everybody uses a dry cleaner
0: or you know, not everyone owns a car. Somebody wins the top of the heap, they're declared the best whatever in Clark County. What do you
4: get? What's, what are the benefits of this? Well, there's a couple of things. Obviously, the prestige that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. But we, bragging rights. Bragging definitely. rights. Um, but then we can um, get their name in here uh, for all the winners and what have you. And online. <clears throat> and online. We have all the past winners from the last Geez 10 years I think on there
0: Yeah Um, Do you get like a plaque or a trophy or like Like does somebody come with
4: confetti guns
0: and like Announce it (laughs) at your office or something T-shirt guns we (laughs) shoot
4: them with a t-shirt gun Uh, You know it's it's a We print out um, the badge That's what the little logo is Is a badge with what category they won And their business name and I don't know If we frame it or not we kind of leave that Up to the businesses I mean
0: it shows That like like you were saying earlier like this Prestige definitely means something because I see it. I see these badges all over town and you know, it's funny even though people love to trash talk newspapers And they either love us or they hate us depending on how they're feeling about a given subject But if you keep your eye out you see any article that's written about a business is very often hanging on the wall And a lot of times next to one of these best of like Clark County wards.
3: Yeah, well, and you'll also see that the winners they use these badges all the time in their ads so if you ever do pick up a newspaper and you see somebody who maybe won like three years ago and hasn't won since they'll still have that badge from three years ago because they're technically allowed to use it and so people hold on to them um and they just they utilize it for everything because
1: yeah again i think it's that bragging rights
3: and it's something to be
1: proud of well so. and i know i've also heard it like in local tv ads or radio ads you know we were voted best of clark county three yeah, years yeah. in a row and like clearly the seo on it is the, the 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 search engine optimization on it's pretty good because like i know that i've you know especially as a person who's relatively new to town you know googled like best chinese food in clark county and and best of clark county comes up one thing i noticed this year um is it seems like they and maybe this is just in my mind, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, but it seemed like there were fewer chains on this year's Best of Clark County than there usually are. I mean, there's, there's definitely a few in there. I mean, Old Spaghetti Factory, Burgerville, like you mentioned. Um, but it seems like there was a really good representation of local businesses, local coffee shops. I mean, is yeah, that real?
3: Yeah, I, I definitely would say so. And again, I think it just comes back to people pushing for themselves on social You know, most people have a Facebook nowadays, and so seeing all of these smaller businesses that are saying, "Hey, vote for me," um, I think that's helping those smaller businesses remind people, like you know, there's more Italian places than Olive Garden or the like. Right. Well, and
1: Olive Garden isn't doing promotion for Best of Clark County on its Facebook page. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
3: And it it makes a big difference, I think. Um, and I think that's for the better of the contest, honestly, because you know we don't want necessarily olive garden to be winning best clark county italian food when we have other italian restaurants
4: i will say in one in one uh, occasion we had to say best local coffee because yeah, after a while okay. starbucks just i mean obliterating everybody else We've, nah, we now we got to get that's one category that we really needed to kind of winnow down and really narrow down to- if and
0: if people listening to this are so amped up and ready to tell you guys who the best chinese food slash nail pulling slash sushi and the coffee shops, <laughs> yes they got a hundred yes if they have 157 <laughs> favorite things that they want to tell you about how do they do it
3: we've got the 2 face system so nominations are already done but we currently have our voting up so um People would just go online. It's at um, bestofclarkcounty.com. Easy. <laughs> it's yeah. nice, you know, one of those easy memory hacks.
0: And is this all exclusively online voting now, or do people have like a ballot in that comes in the paper, or what's that?
3: Uh, yeah, so this year, uh, last year we did in printed nomination and printed voting ballots, but this year we switched completely nominations over to digital um, and then we did two printed ballots and all online.
4: If you call down and say hey I, I want a ballot you know we have old papers you know um, that we can get you a, a printed ballot if you need it uh, otherwise it's 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 all online at bestclarkcounty.com uh, it's really easy to vote if you want to vote for all 157 categories maybe carve out 45 minutes because that's a lot of typing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things to think about. All you need is an email address, and you're good to go. We don't worry about passwords or anything like that. It's not tied to Columbia.com in any way, so there's no cross-pollination, I guess. Much easier. And I think that that really helps on the number of votes we got, too. And
1: the only reason that you need an email address is because an email comes in so that you can verify your votes, right?
4: Validation. Okay. That's that's absolutely right, because we people will try and stuff the ballot box. I mean, the fervor you hear, well, they're going to try and do what they can uh, to win. So this is one way of kind of cutting down on any ballot stuffing. Even at the Columbian, we
0: try to stop voter fraud.
5: Extreme <laughs> betting. <How? laughs>
0: I'm reassured. What's the deadline to vote by? Uh, 12th.
3: Yeah, March 12th. So that's the last day to vote online. Is it through uh, March 12th? Like midnight on yeah, March 12th? Yeah, midnight, okay. March 12th, bestofclarkcounty.com. That's your last chance to get a voice for 2017. Otherwise, you'll have to wait for 2018. Um, and if anybody still has a printed ballot, those need to be in our office. Um on 8th Street. They have to be into us uh, by Friday the 10th. Um, in our office so so sounds like voting online is probably the way to go I would highly recommend it it's so much simpler if you have access to it it's going to make your life so much easier. Makes our life easier and
1: it makes our life easier <laughs> well you heard it here so alright it's time to chat with Ashley and see what's coming up this weekend hey Ashley hello so what's uh,
5: what have we got well uh, it starts really with the, the mystery of Mozart to the be mystery
0: honest. of Mozart. Yeah, you bring. Can I just pause you really quick and say you bring so much class to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
5: Ooh, can we play like a cello behind there? We it? go. I, we
0: should really have yeah. some like cello some or some violin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, you brought us uh, the Russian ballet. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, you've brought us at least two live streamed like, musicals and I think even a Broadway show. And yeah. now you're coming at us with Mozart.
5: Yeah. So Mozart, the Vancouver USA singers are doing a concert that's kind of devoted to sort of his final deathbed uh, mass that he wrote. So he was like, sick with a mysterious illness, he's dying, but he really wants to finish what would basically be played at his funeral. Um, but people really don't know how he died, and his wife kind of made up all these myths, and it's the basis of what Amadeus is on. Didn't he
0: die crazy?
5: Well, that's the thing, is no one really knows. But he died young. If I go
1: home after work and I'm tired, like, I can't even get out of bed to do the dishes. Like, let alone write a freaking symphony what is it is it like a symphony like, no it's, we a call it's a requiem mass requiem
5: mass i yeah. let alone write a requiem mass that's not gonna happen <laughs>
0: well, in yeah. my house
5: yeah so it's, it was basically to be played <laughs> at his funeral he's like i'm dead but i'm gonna make sure the music is good <laughs> yeah so our our lovely vancouver usa singers will be taking that on for friday and saturday for their concert where will they be uh, they'll be at uh, I think First Presbyterian Church. And is that a free show? Is it cost? It does cost some money, but it should be a quite a quite the fun show. And and uh, our reporter Scott, our features reporter, dives into the mystery of Mozart for our weekend cover. So how much does it cost? Uh, I think it's twenty for adults, and then some um, discounts for students and seniors. Cool. Mhm. Um, and then uh, Columbia Dance is doing uh, their kind of spring concert. They call it Columbia Dance Presents, and it features a bunch of like new choreography, plus solos and duets, as well as like um, an excerpt from the ballet Don Quixote. Which I didn't know they made Don Quixote into a ballet, but apparently it's a pretty classical ballet.
0: You said new, new choreography.
5: Yeah. So it's it's kind of an excuse to kind of. Um, task like Columbia Dance Alumni to try to come up with some interesting new pieces that they can perform um, and premiere on stage. So they have one inspired by the Olympics actually this year.
0: Oh, that's rad. Mm-hmm. Huh, I wonder what Olympic uh, what element of the Olympics is this, are we talking opening ceremonies or are we talking like um, archery or power cleans or something?
5: <laughs> I think from my understanding it's just kind of like the athletic competition sort of gotcha. is the inspiration. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be Friday and Saturday at uh, the Royal Durst Theatre, which is the Theater off of a of VSAA, and well, yeah, and then uh, I guess it's also the weekend before St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yep, the weekend. Get ready for weekend your Irish before. stereotypes. It's true.
1: <laughs> it is basically the excuse for those of us who have a sliver of Irish in
0: our background to be really obnoxious about mm-hmm. it. So basically, most white people. What do you mean, a sliver? (laughs) No, no, not at all. It's, It's an opportunity for people just to be like drunk and obnoxious in public. That's true. And like harass each other for not wearing green.
2: That's
1: true. I wore orange on Irish one day and I got in big trouble. I didn't know you weren't supposed or on St. Patrick's Day. I didn't know you were supposed to not do that. It has something to do with like Protestants and Catholics and mm-hmm. I don't know. I almost started a race war in Clark County on St. Patrick's Day. So
5: huh? so don't wear orange. Don't be like me. So anyway it's a weekend before St. Patty's Day. It is and so the Parks Department basically uses that as a great excuse for kids to kind of get out and have fun and do sort of some spring related activities. Um, so th- they are taking over the Loop Key Center and doing St. Paddy's for kids. And it's just a bunch of free activities, face painting. Um, You get to tour activity tables that are named after cities in Ireland um, and win prizes. And it's great for for people looking to get out, even though the weather's kind of meh. Yeah, I take it that
1: a lot of that is probably indoors. Mm -hmm. It's at the Loop Key Center.
5: Yeah, so that'll be nice. Um, And then speaking of, there's kind of a really cool children's theater show happening across the river in Portland um, that I don't know if a lot of people have seen yet it's called Flora and Ulysses and it's based off a children's book and it's basically about a squirrel who gets sucked up into a vacuum gets rescued by a, a cynical girl he finds out he has superpowers including flight the ability to understand humans and the ability to write poetry I like how poetry is a super. Yes. This superhero thing. Yes. That's adorable. Yes. When is that showing? Uh, it's showing every Saturday and Sunday through March 26th. I and believe. what do tickets cost? Uh, I believe it's around uh, 10 to 18 dollars, depending on your age. Cool. But it's it's in the um, Newmark Theater. Yeah, in Portland. So, and it's it's the Oregon Children's Company. So they do a really nice job on production and kind of um, getting young people into into theater and, and storytelling. Cool. And I guess we'll just wrap it up with uh, Vintage Books. So they do a thing every se- uh, every couple of Sundays called Sunday Sh- Sessions, and it's basically to help uh, kind of build a writing community in Clark County. Mm. And so this Sunday they're going to be doing um, a presentation about social media and one like if you're a writer or starting out of like how to promote yourself how to promote books how to kind of build up that community around yourself um so they have two they have a publisher and an an author coming in to talk about it and they usually do some like kind of writing tips and workshops i gotta
1: say like social media for authors is a pretty big like i've i've definitely like followed authors that are not doing their social media right and then i'm friends with authors who are doing their social media right and it is a big difference Mm -hmm. in whether or not i'm gonna read that book Mm -hmm. so
5: yeah i mean i would just be interested to go into this just to learn more about social media because i mean it's a dark art yeah it is (laughs) yeah
0: when is this happening
5: this will be sunday at 3 p.m. at Vintage Books.
0: Does it cost anything? Or is no, it just... it's
5: free. It's just, you know, get to know your, your local writers and people who are interested in, in books. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Anything else, or is that round out the list?
5: Yeah, we'll just round it out there. Okay. There's always more. I can always give you more, but the fun yeah. part is reading about it.
0: Because there's a place in our newspaper where people can find out more about it's this, true. isn't there? I yeah. It's... What's it called? What is that section called? <laughs> oh, it's... it's not the classified ads. No,
5: it's this wonderful thing called the weekend section.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. got you. So there's events in the weekend section? There's
5: events in the weekend section. There's movie reviews in the weekend section. There's places to go
0: eat. Wow.
5: Pointed wow. out. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for coming on and filling us in. Anytime. We we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Woohoo. So that's, that's a wrap
1: yeah that's our show today
0: I hope you guys enjoyed it
1: I think I I like what Patty had to say toward the end of our conversation there and and she was in her in her reporter way very diplomatic about it about the the creating a variety of housing that you know at the end of the day Lincoln Place it didn't work for some people yeah. so it didn't meet the needs of all of its of all of its tenants for mm-hmm. whatever reason mm-hmm. so um, I
0: feel like there's a thread of uh, there, there's a thre- a thread of truth there that I think weaves through so many services or so many institutions, be they public or private in our society, we all hear stories about how somebody fell through the cracks. Yeah. Or like they made just enough money to qualify, but definitely not enough money to get the adequate help they needed, or whatever right. The situation or is. you know,
1: with, in the case of Lincoln Place, you know, maybe they were dealing with drug challenges, mental health challenges, but they just weren't the types or severity of challenges to get them into this. Mm-hmm. Into this. That doesn't mean that they're doing well by any stretch, obviously. Right, but right. you know, it's it's interesting living in this part of the country where there's so much, cha- so many challenges with homelessness and with um. Mm-hmm and with housing and rent to see you know i think we have the tendency with housing to put people in boxes that either you are a homeowner you are a renter or you are unhoused in some way you're in a shelter but or but there's there's obviously shades in between those things oh yeah no question
0: no question it's um god it's just housing is just such a big mess Yeah. (laughs) It's heartbreaking that it's it's really, I really think housing is a privilege of the wealthy. It makes me sad. Yeah. But anyway, it's good to know that we're, I mean, at least at least finally people are taking a serious look on how we can fix this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say in my time covering, um, both Clark County as well as, um, as well as education, I'm pretty impressed consistently and, and not, you know, not always, obviously there are exceptions, but I feel like we do have a a good network of organizations that work with each other in Clark County. I think those kinds of stories and those kinds of combining of forces happen ever happen in so many ways and in so many areas of Clark County. So Uh i That's something that's pretty cool about about our community here. Yeah. So what have we got anyway, going on next week?
0: What are we doing next week? Next week, uh, we are going to talk about a pretty novel, I think, novel slash cool uh business. This is really I guess this falls into the entertainment category, right?
1: Yeah, we're talking to a couple of business owners that run escape rooms. The idea is you get some really creative people that come up with these rooms or maybe there're multiple rooms or whatever and the the inhabitants who have paid money to subject themselves
0: to this have to get out of the room. So Yeah. You know, the first thing I think of whenever I think of these escape room thing escape room things is the movie Saw.
1: Yeah, it's like that, but less bloody. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And less terrifying. Yeah, way
0: less creepy.
1: But, like, it's not a bad comparison. You're not going to have to cut off your arm. No,
0: hopefully not. Yeah, so. We'll be sure to ask them that. Yeah, I mean,
1: we'll be sure. We'll clarify. Yeah, we'll look after you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to send you anywhere that, oh God. Um, And then we're also going to be talking to uh, Jake uh, Thomas about a story he's got coming up, another Sunday story he'll have coming up about the state of farming in Clark County. Mm -hmm. So that'll be an interesting conversation with him.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's going to, he actually is going to be included on his own segment where he had a good conversation with um, a guy who is very much in the know on this issue. This is one of those moments where I'm always debating how much do I reveal beforehand and how much do I just like tease you and let you, you know, think about what's coming up next.
1: I think we've given them plenty. I think yeah. they're just gonna have to come back and listen next week. I think you're right. And so. you can do that by finding us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. You can subscribe on iTunes. This podcast is also posted on Colombian.com
0: every th- on the homepage every Thursday. So you can find it there as well. If you want to get technical about it, you can usually find it late Wednesday night. But um, I like to imagine that you guys are checking this out Thursday mornings.
1: The idea is that, you know, your Wednesday commute, you know, by the time you get home Wednesday, you download it onto your phone and then you have it for your Thursday commute. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: If you're riding the bus, if you're taking C-Tran into Portland or you're stuck in that miserable, god awful morning I-5 bridge traffic, which I guess you're actually probably doing both if you're on the bus or in your own car. You're listening to it and it we take you to a happier, more thoughtful place. But uh, I saw some some new people are listening to the show, and that's awesome. That's so awesome. It's so, so awesome. Glad. I hope you guys are liking it. And if you have any suggestions for story ideas, or what we could do better, or what we're doing worse, man, let us know. Let us know. We value and love your feedback.
1: You can email us at podcast at dot com.
0: All right. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>